Hi, everybody. You <laughs> <laughs> just say, hey, guys. Hey, guys. I didn't. I didn't want to do it. Hi, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We, we just were talking about how Greg is one of those people. Well, you don't like chocolate, Zach. And Greg doesn't, doesn't like walnuts and chocolate chip cookies. Okay, are you guys really equating not liking walnuts and cookies to not liking Christmas? Yeah, because literally <laughs> one is reasonable and one is Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, not liking Christmas is reasonable. <laughs> I've heard Greg say bah humbug twice. Bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not in Christmas context, just as like, oh no, the light is turning yellow and red. Bah humbug. <sighs> Traffic is so bad. Ah, humbug. You want me to be thankful? Don't serve me turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> bah, humbug. Uh, the internet is so slow. I only get gifts for people who really deserve it. <laughs> humbug. Uh, it's uh, Christmas season. There's a certain streaming service that just launched last month, and this episode is sponsored by Baby Yoda. And, oh, is uh, that where all that Baby Yoda stuff is from? The yeah. Radio Disney? Dis- yeah. <laughs> what? What'd you just call it? Radio Disney? The, what is it the called? The Old Timer. Is it... <laughs> <laughs> what? Radio oh, Disney? Dude. Wasn't that a 90s thing? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The Mouse Pack? Or yeah. whatever. <laughs> the the Laser pack. Light Show? <laughs> what is it called? Disney yeah. One? Hannah Montana. No, what is it called? <laughs> Disney Liz Plus. McGuire. Disney Plus? You nailed it. Is it Disney Plus? Yeah. Plus one. Oh, yes. Plus one. <laughs> and then where Justin Timberlake got started? Plus one, yep. That was his start. Was he on Plus One? He was... Uh, he Backstreet was Boys? In the Mickey Mouse Club. Guys, he's, he's been in the news Okay, lately. listen. Greg... What? ...loves Justin Timberlake more than Christmas. Yeah, but I'm sad about what's happened. What has okay. happened? I don't know. He was holding hands with another woman. Who is he married to? Jessica Biel. Who's, who's Jessica Biel? <laughs> Seventh Heaven? Hello. Seventh the Heaven. Jessica Biel. Nope. Nothing. You didn't watch Seventh Heaven? Come on. You were prime in the 90s. I was in my 30s whenever that came out. Yeah, you should have been watching this with your children. Did you watch Seventh yeah. Heaven? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. If you were a Christian kid growing up in the 90s, you watched Seventh Heaven. Yeah. Is if, it a Christian show? Yeah. Oh, well. totally. <laughs> It was all about. It was a, it was a, a show that and had Christian had overtones, Christian overtones, undertones. Christian moralistic worldview. It's kind of like the Lord of the Rings of crummy TV shows on Disney Channel. Uh, it's a little different than that, but it came on <laughs> right after is. "Touched by an Angel." The mandolin is where Yoda's from. The mandolin. I just keep calling it the mandolin. <laughs> what is the mandolin? It's well, called the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. That's just. Google it. it does, I can't. It's the what Star is this Wars Google? <laughs> I've been the... binging everything and I can't find any information. Did you say binning? Bing! Oh. <laughs> Have you ever binged anything? Nope. I don't think I'm allowed to bing things. <laughs> I try to stay away from binging stuff. <laughs> this is degrading. We're devolving quickly. <laughs> okay, binger. Jeeves, though. I have asked Jeeves, yeah. yeah. There used to be a thing where you could call a number and ask a question. What was that? Cha cha. Cha cha. I need the cha cha that. Yeah. Does cha cha still exist? I made about 90 cents working for cha cha. You did not. I worked for cha cha. What? Yeah. yeah. Only yeah. people. You'd get the who question are... in and you would search it on the internet. Just really quick, you'd, as quick you'd get as that possible. answer so you could make more money faster. Yeah, the faster more you. It answered. was people? Yep. Yeah, it was all people. Yep. Because. Uh, I wonder I, why that didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Where are we going today? What are we? No, we're not done with Cha Cha. <laughs> I mean, we can keep Cha Cha all day. Man, I wish Cha Cha was still a thing. I bet it is. I'm glad it's gone. I think I'm. All, I'm here for it. The only thing I that, would still be Cha Chaing things. The only thing that's kind of like that that I did a little bit of as a side project was transcription work, but it wasn't. <laughs> through any company it wasn't like oh You're just an, here's a medical transcriber it really was it you was like pick the one you want and you would just be listening to 17 minutes of some guy breathing oh. and they'd say type out as much as you can hear <laughs> no i i hear nothing yeah yeah you know uh, duolingo the app to learn languages yeah. yep. did you know that i thought it was just called duolingo me gusta mucho it makes more sense duolingo. It's duolingo well it's duolingo Dua duo duo Two, well, two, duo, yeah. duo, yeah. two languages. Uh, yeah. Did you know that they, when you are learning, you are actually doing work that they sell back to your translating things for companies? Yeah, it's amazing. They charge companies, and then so they're making, they're charging you to do it, and then oh, because you are you transcribing stuff? Uh huh. A little bit. There's some transcription yep. exercises. But I use mine for free now, and you can go... You're still doing the work, though. They're making money off of you. Oh, yeah, but I'm also learning. And What um, are you they're learning? Not, they're not charging. What me. are you learning? Me gusta mucho, okay? What? You know what me gusta Zach, mucho means? Zach is using a nasal spray right now, just so you know what's happening. Yeah, that's what that squeaky noise was. <laughs> so just there are a couple a things that you shouldn't of... do while podcasting. Okay, you're squirting me. <laughs> One is have Zach eat anything. Just like don't, drink anything. Just don't have me be in the room. <laughs> this or podcast. typing. Yeah. If you want a clean podcast, don't invite me. <clears throat> Not a clean experience. What were we talking about, Duolingo? Yeah. He's he's asking us if we. Know oh, what are you learning? Stuff. I like Duolingo. So my what wife's family is from Argentina. Yep. And so you're learning to speak. They Argentina? speak Spanish. It's it's Castellano, which is like all the L's are sh sounds. And it's a little different than like Spanish you'd speak in Spain or Mexico, but and Duolingo, Duolingo has an Argentine. Duolingo. Duolingo has. They don't have the Castellano, but you can still learn regular Spanish, and it oh. translates almost exactly. And I spent hours on that app. There's moments where now I can talk to Joy's sister, who knows more Spanish than Joy, and we've had some basic Spanish conversations. Has she started learning English yet? Uh, she's tried. <laughs> no, Vanessa is she lives with you. an English speaker. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, just, we're just getting it all today. <laughs> uh. That's nice. <laughs> we should have brought her in. Yeah. She could have translated this for us. Yeah, I'm sure she would have enjoyed we this. We'll be offering Spanish podcast next week, courtesy of Vanessa. Vanessa. As and soon as something's worth translating, I'll start. She, <laughs> yeah. she would. She would. Yeah. Oh man. Wait, we're talking about Christmas this week. Well, yep. holidays. Well, over the next three weeks, we're going to be rethinking Christmas, and it's not about reinventing, but really just bringing back some of the fundamentals and the foundations of it. Yeah. Asking the why. Yeah. And so, yeah, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas.
So just so you know, when you stop and for our little commercial break there, everything gets broken. Zach breaks things. Everything goes to chaos. This is kind of part Zach of who I am. The calmest moment that we have is when the record is happening. It's usually yeah. a good start. Because I have to be calm. Here's the deal. I've chilled out. If you guys knew me 10 years ago, you would call my mom and... Tell her that you're brain for you, me. Do you ever? Did you? <laughs> ten years ago, did you? <laughs> ten years ago, did you uh, drum on tables and stuff more than you do now? Um, so this would have been more than ten years ago. I was really great in high school academically, but I was. That's what your mom said. We've been. We've met your mom. She likes me, man. Zach's mom is like. He's such a good boy. Oh, he's <laughs> constantly. I know. We're so proud of him. And then thank you so much I don't, for being I don't friends wanna, with him. And then yeah, your dad, just... your dad goes, "You're embarrassing him." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. But he, Greg, well, Scott, do you guys? They he's, know. he's such a good boy. It's because it's that thing where, like, I worked for <laughs> Starbucks in college, and then when I'm with my family. And my parents are in town, and we happen into a Starbucks. It's that moment where my mom is talking to the 18-year-old barista about me. You know, my son used to work at Starbucks. <laughs> he was a great barista. He was the employee of the month three times. He's a pastor now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, mom, he lives up on Thomas, up in North Minneapolis, and he's such a, he's such a good boy. Such an urban boy. <laughs> he's really cool. He's yeah. such a rebel. That's it, my mom. Yeah. If Zach's driving, you drive so good. No, I don't drive well. My, <laughs> mom, my mom knows it. She knows. Uh, she's your biggest fan. Yeah, that's how it works, right? Moms are our biggest fans. Yeah. Greg, your mom is listening right now. And <laughs> as we're saying this, she's saying to herself, yeah, I am his biggest fan. Uh, Greggy. Thanks, Greg's mom. Thanks, Mrs. Barber. <laughs> Did your friends call your mom Mrs. Barber? Yeah. My yeah. dad required it. Mrs. Barber, can we have more cookies? <laughs> I hope someday that she makes you guys. I would eat them. All right. Yeah. I still need to meet your mom. I'm sure as you're listening, she'll send some. This if you wanna <laughs> Thanks, Mrs. If you wanna Barber. send us a postcard, just envelope or put a stamp on a cookie. Yeah. Drop it in the mail. Just throw it right in. Yeah. With rethinking Christmas. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I saw the I saw the progression. Uh, cookies, uh, Christmas, it's cards, cards, mail. Did you guys leave uh, cookies for Santa when you were a kid? No. Yeah. I so here no? you, have to, you have to understand this. We <sighs> didn't we didn't have a fireplace. You didn't have Santa. And so, I I remember quite, I guess clearly that. Are you worried about it? I just yeah. thought, what is, does he come through the vent? Right. What, <laughs> this this is the. This is the worst. <laughs> Santa can't even come here. How does Santa get in our house? Did you have a fireplace? Yeah. Why in California? Every house has a fireplace. Did, was it ever lit? Uh, during Christmas morning, we lit the fire once a year. As it was so <laughs> yeah. One time I walked into my brother's house, and it was like the hottest day of a Minneapolis summer, and... Uh, their air condition was cranking and their fire gas fireplace was lit. And I just, I, I, their son, I asked him, oh, what started the fire? Because it just had a switch. Mm. Yeah, it was cold. Because so the AC's on. Yeah, and so I just I, like, enjoyed it. My brother comes around the corner, what is going on? 
<laughs> it was this epic battle between the fireplace and the air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. That's expensive. When I was five, we moved from, well, when I was four, the end of being four into five, we moved from Alaska to Michigan. We rented this house. And I remember being in this house Christmas Eve and my parents were talking about Santa coming and we hear a knock on the door and in walks Santa with a sack of gifts. Really? Yeah. And I was just blown away. That was it for me all through elementary school. That was my thing where I was like, guys, I know Santa's real because <laughs> he came into my house and he gave us our presents. My parents did a thing, not quite like that, but one year there was on the fireplace at my grandpa's place here there there was red felt on part of it uh, and then like these like muddy footprints yeah. it's just like it's, oh, it's all real oh, I, so we started leaving not only cookies for Santa but we started leaving carrots for yeah mm. I own a Santa suit my two worst you're wearing it right now I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my two worst experiences in the Santa suit. One was in, before Christmas, before Christmas in like it was December. There I, are expectations when somebody yeah, wears a Santa I, suit. Yeah, I I thought you know would be really funny is I'm gonna go down into the basement of the North Loop Coffee Shop. I'm gonna put it on and I'm gonna come upstairs and surprise the barista. And I come around the corner, and there was a mom and two kids at the <laughs> register, and I and I still had like the Chris Farley head mindset on, and all of a sudden I just went, wait, I have to be Santa right now, and so all of a sudden I'm like, come here, oh, kids, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Because all of a sudden they were looking at me like hands out, going, Santa's here. Were you wearing no. like? Shorts and Nikes underneath. Well, I was probably wearing Nikes, but I was wearing the full the full pants and suit and everything. Yeah. And I just and beard oh, no. and hair and everything. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I was Santa. Oh, I have three bad experiences. That the <laughs> second bad experience was we did a thing with a coffee shop that if people bought a certain dollar amount of Christmas stuff, Santa would deliver that thing to your office. Yeah. So it happened, and so Santa comes and delivers, and all of a sudden somebody goes, "Let's all tell Santa what we want." And so I'm like, I this sit isn't down. This no, is this is a adults. an executive office. All of a sudden, I'm like, I find myself sitting down, and one adult comes and sits on my lap and goes, "You know what I want?" And all of a sudden, Santa's gotta go. It was the all. It just I was. Underneath that beard was the most uncomfortable person in the world. <laughs> it's you, the only thing that would make it worse is if you were on your way to an office party where everyone's drinking heavily, and you get stuck with a drunk man who just starts telling you his life story. Well, that would maybe be the only worst which is thing. my other my last <laughs> third terrible experience with the Santa suit. It was like in the I don't know late winter, so probably February March. And I was doing a video thing for something, I don't know, for a camp or something. And so I wore the Santa suit and I went down on Nicollet Mall and discovered that there are, a, there's a percentage of population that is thick at Santa for what they didn't get. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I'm walking down Nicollet Mall and all of a sudden I hear, Santa! <laughs> you didn't get me wet! This is expletive <laughs> screaming. And I thought, I'd like turn around like, you're, that's hilarious. <laughs> and all of a sudden, 
it continued. I'm like, oh, no, they're really ticked at Santa. (laughs) And then it happened twice within just minutes. And so anyway, I would not recommend. (laughs) So just like Scott needs to rethink wearing Santa suits. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're back to that. Transition. Rethinking Christmas. Why do we celebrate like that? So we celebrate, oh, Santa's coming. Leave cookies and carrots out for him. Oh, we get the things. This is our time of year to get the stuff that we're really hopeful for and excited about. Expectation of buy stuff. Yeah. But have we even like whittled back one step from that? It's like, like, where did all that come from? There's like, there's a immediate expectation. Like that's how it's always been. And it's not the case at all. If uh, we're going to ask a couple of questions, I think, I don't know, it'll be interesting, but if all you knew about Christmas, you learned from Christmas movies, would you know? Yeah. And then the flip side of it is, and I, I don't know how many people, how people will answer this. If all you knew about Christmas was what you learned in Sunday school, how would you feel when you went into cultural Christmas, you know, the Mall of America? I know that um, culture to culture, Christmas is celebrated a lot differently. And uh, that's true inside of what's happening here in, in just even Minneapolis. It's pretty rare nowadays for someone to be uh, not a follower of Jesus, but to still know nothing about the Christian version of Christmas. Yeah. And it's equally or more rare for a Christian to know nothing of the American United yeah. States cultural Christmas. There's some overlap in both worlds. Yeah. And we have that coming into it, but Christmas is... Any either of those things, at least when we think about the season, what's the reason for the season? Well, that Way that more is than just a season. What do you think our culture's reason for it being so? Halloween is now number two for dollars spent on holiday. Uh, yeah, I don't. Which, by the way, if you go and buy that large variety pack candy, I now see why. Yeah, it's it's, it's so expensive. It's really just the, the candy and, cost. and yeah. costumes are. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just normal. All right, get a costume, get some candy, and if you've got a family of four, just spent a hundred. Really? Yeah. Well, and the average American also spends it's it's over a thousand bucks on Christmas gifts, which I am not the average American. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who spent a thousand dollars? A total of thousand dollars on Christmas in my my whole life. Right. But like, I buy a thousand dollars of gifts for other. And then Kelsey buys a thousand dollars of gifts. I don't. I think it's probably like family of four type thing. A thousand dollars is spent with. Oh, that's insane! We did it this year. We got a bunch of. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But so the question, I guess, the thing is, is why do you think? Do we do you think we have a pulse as to why? Why is our culture so? I mean, we're. For a month or more, as soon as Halloween is over, the Christmas stuff is in the stores. Yeah. Why? Why is Christmas such a focus? This is a zoom out. I think we want something to celebrate, and Christmas is body, hope, peace, and all these things that as humans we like love the idea of most. I mean, it's that one holiday that that bodies it. And we've been celebrating as a culture for over a hundred so is it it's kind of just what like oh we've yeah Christmas is it because the winter sucks 
Like, is that uh, part I of think it? Is there a Because I didn't, that's part of something I didn't really, like, I why know, do all it's never cloudy in California. <laughs> why do all these holidays line up towards the end of the year? And then... Well, there's so many of them. The, the root is pagan, New Year. They all pagan roots. Yeah. They're different holidays. Spoiler and maybe alert. that If you're a Christian and you have a Christmas tree... It's over. But here, here, here's a question, though, is that if, if traditions had formed and things had changed and, and gifts and spending extra money was not part of the Christmas thing, mm. I don't think Christmas would be a fraction of the holiday it is now. Yeah. The, the paradox of it is the, that the same thing can be done for both the right motives and the wrong Right, yeah. like the like even gifts to some degree. Like oh, my sure. dad loves, like absolute. It's yeah. his jam. And uh, having two kids growing up, he always. Sometimes it was a lot of gifts. Sometimes it was the you know making it seem like Santa was there type of things. Uh, but he always went above and beyond to make sure yeah. that we had a good experience. And it wasn't because he thought he had to spend money or buy our affection or these. But it was because he really. Yeah. Like, he loved us, and that was one of the ways he showed us. And so it's it's hard because how do you – you can't define that for other people. Like, it makes me disgusted when I see what Christmas has turned into, but really that's just my perspective. Well, it, I do think that not a wise thing and probably not a godly thing is to just crush people's Christmas stuff. Like – if somebody walks in and says, you know what, I love Jesus, and I came into your house and I saw you've, you guys have spent a lot on Christmas decorations, you're probably going to. <laughs> I think, like, that's the stupidest. Or, you know, I, I'm not a... If somebody says, you know what, we're not going to do a tree because it's a pagan symbol, great. But also, don't go up to a little child and say, your parents have a tree. Or, you're hey, the worst. Guess what, Stevie? I know you're five and you're not supposed to learn this for another seven years, but <laughs> Santa's not real. Your parents are lying. Lying. And just be, they're lying to you about that. So you probably think Jesus isn't real either. But he is. Yeah. But it, the, the thing that we want to just, again, the, the rethink, the refocus, the relook at, is it's so easy to go... So how are we supposed to celebrate Christmas then? And I think what we've written a bunch about is that how we're supposed to celebrate is it, it can be with the tree and gifts and all that. The, the how isn't where we should be focusing. It's mm-hmm. the why. Why we celebrate Christmas is where we should focus. And, uh, and I, you know, like put Jesus back in Xmas and... <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I did see a Jesus. really a good post from a friend who's a pastor in Michigan. Uh, he's in Florida now. He was in Michigan. But he said, uh, this Christmas, let's keep the Christ Christians. <laughs> like, man, you nailed it. Yeah. Nailed so it. The, uh, the what you do, it's, it's the same of this. Like if you say, you know, we're going to celebrate Zach's birthday. Yeah. Um, cool. Why do we celebrate should be really resolved first. And if we just celebrate like, oh, I love birthdays because I love the balloons, I love the cake, I love the present, giving the presents. And if we don't 
talk at all about the person in yeah. the birthday. We're, we're kind of missing the whole yeah. point. The whole point is like, it's a celebration of person. And, yeah. and it's, there is something radically different if you are invited to a, a birthday party where you don't know the person. Yeah. And, uh, and then you're told, man, you should be super pumped for them and you need to be so excited. You should go and it, like commands and how you should celebrate don't necessarily go that well. But it's, if you dig into the why, uh, it does change what you do. And uh, the very simple of it is, and this is maybe that's not the simple, but the basic of this is that we're really going to be reflecting on that Christmas, we're really celebrating the adoption. This, this picture that we, through Christ, what we're celebrating is that we are not just liked, we're not just embraced, we're not just uh, kind of, you know, hey, you can hang out with us now, but we're adopted to a family. Yeah, I like adoption a lot, and there's such a cool picture of it. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, like, what is my response supposed to be? Well, you know what, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool, good for you. Well, I, I think it's terrible. No, I Sucks. Think, I think, like, part of uh, the ethos of our lives as believers, followers of Jesus, adoption is part of our own story. Coming to Jesus. We're adopted into something. And yeah. uh, I always struggled with the concept of, like, how does adoption work in, in this world? And we uh, have some friends who adopted recently and watching them go through process with their excitement and understanding that they didn't know their child yet. They were, they were going to meet them. And then when they finally had known their son, they filled out all this paperwork to officially adopt their son. At that point, they said, this is our child, and yet they had to wait for time moving forward. There was still an adoption day to come, and this this child who is seeing these people as new parents saying, these people really want to adopt me? Wow. Okay, well, we still got to wait for the adoption day, and like, what if they don't adopt me? And then this week, that really was painted a picture in my mind that when we walk on earth, we are adopted, but we're still kind of like waiting for that adoption day. The, uh, the moment in eternity where it is set, we're with mm -hmm. God, we're together, the party is happening. And uh, looking forward to that is kind of the hope that, for me, the Christmas season is all about. And Paul is the one who, there's five mentions of that, the picture of adoption in the New Testament. Paul does all five of them. He draws a picture of you know, himself, of those that are outsiders, those that are Gentiles. He also draws this picture, too, of adoption. Like, he, he says he would give up anything that his people, Jewish people, would be embrace the adoption that they have in, in Christ. And um, the important picture, and we, we all probably would have a different experience or perspective of this, but I'm this historic picture of, of fatherless, which means... The potential of you being marginalized, the perspective possibility of you even dying because of lack of provision or being uh, manipulated or hurt or attacked, uh, the hope that you would have in the future, what does it mean for generations to come? All these things are just really broken when you're fatherless in historic picture. And then what happens <clears throat> in this picture is what Paul is saying is that uh, in with Christ, all of a sudden, there is all of a sudden there is family. You're engrafted in. There is no asterisk behind. Well, he's not really my kid. It's no. a complete adoption into family. Yeah. 
And when that happens, when you, we realize that uh, that's that's the picture of what is is being drawn that we're celebrating the beginning of at Christmas, uh, then so how do you celebrate that? Yeah, is the question. Yeah, get a tree, get presents, <laughs> listen to Christmas music. Uh, what's interesting for our world is that we, like corner church world, don't have a lot of liturgy around Advent. Don't do a lot of. We don't do any Advent services. We don't really talk about Advent, but this was kind of my first year really exploring what is Advent? What does that represent? These days between the start of the month, Christmas, this waiting period, celebration of waiting. And for me, Christmas growing up was always the magical time. It was the like Hallmark holiday. And I still hold on to so much of that. I mean, basically Greg's dad, really, I think. I would love to hang out with Greg's dad around Christmas time because <laughs> it would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but just Advent being this waiting period, I think that we get to Christmas every year. We're humans. We have life progression that's circular. Every year Christmas comes. Every year we do the same things over and over. But Advent is always a kind of a reminder of this waiting period that Israel was in. And it wasn't just like a season. It was 400 years of what they saw as silence God, mm. the end of Malachi in the Old Testament, God seems to stop speaking to these prophets, and then these new world superpowers come up, and the Jewish people are, what's going on? Where did God go? He's silent now, but it seems like he's kind of working in the background, and then John the Baptist is born, and then Jesus is born, and just this waiting period that is uh, pointing to something, and the people had no idea it was coming, except for the prophet writings before that. So Advent really being this celebration of waiting, hoping for something we can't even see. Yeah. And uh, Christmas goes so much deeper than these celebrations of present. Really great dinners. Well, instead of saying, how does Jesus and who Jesus is and what he accomplished, this adoption, how does that affect what you do to celebrate Christmas? It's, it's kind of inconsequential. The question should be, how does what Jesus accomplished for us affect why we celebrate and why um, if you're truly answering the question why you're not going to be saying well we presents and we eat dinner and we get together as a family those things all are the house but just internally which is this is really really hard is to just focus back on but why is this something that I'm going to celebrate that can be hard to do when life is hard for some, Christmas season is always magical, and for some, Christmas holds really hard memories and really hard lifetime. And um, either way, really figuring out the why is important. Why can us to celebrate something greater than just a seasonal feel-good thing? Mm -hmm. Cross through that. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, our why. goal in this is not to be prescriptive, where we would say, here's what you need to do. Here's the perfect Christmas. You need to do these things. You need to do this. You need to stop doing this. Uh, but rather to, to just flip, flip it out. Again, it's the rethinking. Why? Why is this so important? Why in the, picture, in the view of Christ and our adoption into relationship with Father through him? Why, why then is that not just to celebrate? And I think if, you, if people celebrate in different ways, in different parts of the world, 
in different cultures and in different personalities. But one thing that would be a commonality when true celebration is happening is that it's something that it's chosen and there's a clear understanding of it. Gonna rethink it. It'll be fun. Come celebrate. On the 15th of December, we're doing our next United service. That's bringing our three communities and all of our service options together as one. We're gonna have a kids Christmas program and, and we'll have a refreshment happy hour starting about 45 minutes before the service, so that'll be at 9.15. And uh, we're gonna continue this rethink conversation and we're gonna bring to the table that Jesus was really set up in his first years of his life to be super bitter, wrathful, judgmental towards the Roman world. And uh, he seems to miss all that. It'll be pretty fun. Looking forward to seeing you guys there. Bye.